Welcome to the Only Ways Up podcast. I'm Rebecca Pesh and each week I will be introducing you to amazing women who have moved to Israel from all over the world. They have started businesses, nonprofits, blogs, wellness clinics, and so much more. I want to share with you these inspirational stories of career changes, surviving, family life, dating advice, and personal development. Each episode will focus on a different subject matter to help you realize that everyone had some hardships after immigrating, but they have managed to overcome them to be successful and make positive changes to their lives. Whatever your life goals are, they can become possible here in Israel. Michal Berman made Aliyah from New York after finishing college eight years ago. She came to join the army as a lone soldier and after two years as a shooting instructor, she started her graduate program in art therapy. After she graduated, she moved to Tel Aviv and joined forces with Natasha Miller-Gutman and opened up a new location of Tel Aviv Art Studio. Here is her full story. Today on The Only Way is Up podcast with me, Rebecca Pash, we have Michal Berman, who is originally from New York, who made Aliyah how long ago? Eight years ago. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So a little bit of background. You made Aliyah eight years ago. Um, why did you make Aliyah? I made Aliyah uh, to join the Army, actually. I was a shooting instructor for infantry troops, and I'm super Zionist, um, so I've always had that connection to Israel. Did you finish high school or, you, or college? Yes. And then you moved, wow. I absolutely, I did my undergrad in New York, uh, which was where I was raised most of my life, and then I came here. So nothing to do with one another, really. No, <laughs> but were you one of the oldest people in the army? Yes, I was like grandma completely. I was older than my commanders, it was nuts. Did you speak Hebrew before you came? Yes, so my dad is Israeli and my mom is American, um, so I've always been raised on Hebrew at home, um, but I came here being a very weird American half-Israeli kid, um, so we speak Hebrew. So you were in the army for two years and then you moved straight to Tel Aviv? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> like most Olim Chadashim, it's like been a crazy transition. Um, in the army, I came through Green Sabar as a lone soldier, um, and I lived in Regba, which is way up north. And then I moved to Tel Aviv, I moved to Ranana, I moved back to Tel Aviv. It's been all over the place. Okay. But did you have, so take away the army, because no one ever knows what the army is going to be like. <laughs> but did you have any idea what it would be like after you'd finished the army to actually be living in Israel? Yeah, I thought it was going to be easy and wonderful <laughs> and super great. Um, and no one prepared me mentally or emotionally for anything that was going to happen. Really? Mm-hmm. So you just came and you were like, this is life and that's it. But at least you had Hebrew. So yeah. that's um, that's a good one. Um, so after you finished the army, um, I'd love you to tell our listeners about a time that you really felt you were really living in Israel. You had a challenge to overcome and how did you get through that? Sure. So I was living in Israel and I actually moved to Haifa to do my graduate program in art therapy. And I was feeling very, very, very alone. Um, And it was really hard being away from home and being away from my family and being away from my friends and everybody that I knew. And I decided that I was going to do a Friday night dinner where I was just going to invite everybody, random people. Um, So I walked around campus and invited random people to come of 
every religion, basically. And we had amazing, amazing, amazing Friday night. But it was the first real Friday night that I felt that I could do something and create something in sort of a community that I didn't have before. That's really nice. What do you love about living in Israel? I think I love the warmth the best, um, how people will always help you for the good and bad, even if you don't want that help always. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I love that people are there for you and genuine about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so before you decided to make Aliyah to join the army, did you think about the age thing or did you, you wanted to finish your undergraduate or you were like, explain like what made you really want to make Aliyah or join the army? Sure. Um, I was born and raised till the age of nine in Haifa and then I moved to New York. So a part of me always felt very Israeli and I always wanted to give back to the community. Um, my parents were like, that's a really nice plan, but you're going to do college first. And I was like, uh, okay. okay, let's do college. And I... Um, went for my undergrad for art so painting and drawing for four years and then I decided I have to come here I have to give back to the community I'm not different from anyone else that lives here um, and I had such grand expectations and the reality was so so different um, I remember specifically a time where Basically, I had never been camping before, and as a shooting instructor, they make you go into the desert and put up a tent and you camp. So I get to the desert for a week um, in the same exact uniform. You don't change your underwear, anything. And um, I look around. I'm like, okay, where are the toilets? And they're like, here you go. Here in this part of the desert, you can go to the bathroom. And I caught like such a shock, and I was why did I come here? Why didn't I make Aliyah? Um, and it took a while to come back to my senses and feel more secure. But that was definitely a big slap in the face. Yeah, I'm sure. And then how did you get to... So you studied art as an undergraduate, and then after the army you went to study your... Masters. Masters in art. In art therapy, In art yes. therapy. So how did your experience in the army influence you to study art therapy? Um, it actually is directly connected I went to the army and I saw that there were so many soldiers suffering from trauma and a lot of my friends also have PTSD. Um, and I decided I was going to look at trauma in a different way and try to help in a different way. And I was looking at art therapy as a means to really help soldiers specifically who underwent trauma in the army. And it's not such a known thing here in Israel. And that's exactly why I went to study. And that's what I'm doing today. And that's what you're doing today. So also, what's your, um, for anyone out there who wants to come and join the army, what was it like to be a lone soldier here? Um, it's very, very different. It's very tough. I came with a program called Green Sabar and Nefesh Benefesh that basically gives you a place to live on a kibbutz or a moshav, and you live with other lone soldiers, which become your family. But it's hard. You don't have a family to come and cook you like couscous on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Little things like going to the bank suddenly become such a big deal to do on your own. Um, but I wouldn't trade the experience for the world because it really changed who I am as a person. Do you have family here in Israel? I had. Um, my grandmother was living here and I was taking care of her. And she unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Sorry. So, yeah, I'm on my own here. But in Israel, you're never really alone, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well <laughs> you disagree kind of um, so now you've opened an art studio so explain to everyone how you did that and how you went from doing art therapy to now opening an art studio sure so 
In 2009, Natasha Miller Goodman opened Tel Aviv Art Studio in, in a different location. And following my graduation, I decided that um, I wanted to give back and do something different, especially with art and art therapy. Uh, we joined forces and opened up a totally new location with a totally different vibe. Um, and my goal for the studio is really to be sort of a watering hole for Olim Chadashim to meet Israelis and come create art, which was such a different concept for me that I haven't heard of in Israel and Tel Aviv especially. Um, and that's what we cater to at the studio. So what type of classes do you do? You do for adults mainly? We do um, for adults like open studios for teens and for children. We do figure drawing with a nude model, we do paint nights, we do bachelorette parties, art therapy, birthday parties, anything and everything you could think of. What's your experience been like opening a business in Israel? So scary. <laughs> <laughs> Such a terrifying leap. Um, there's no one to guide you. There's no one to tell you, oh, you have to file your taxes. Oh, you have to go to an accountant. You have to be a responsible adult. Um, there's no one to kind of take your hand and go through it. You just, it's a crash course. You just yeah. go with it and hope for the best. Yeah, I think mostly um, you find an accountant and he kind of should should <laughs> explain to you what you need to do mm -hmm. um, and then after that you know you up you do your bookkeeping or someone else does but I think that like the main part is just finding an accountant that you trust and absolutely and then he'll help kind of guide you with your taxes and everything and receipts and everything else um, so where is the actual studio we're on Fog Street Fog oh, yeah, 42 so in the center of Tel Aviv uh, just opened up a new location so it's beautiful what do you enjoy the most about teaching there? I think meeting people because I think um, making art in general takes a lot, a lot of courage to come as a total beginner and say, hey, I want to create something that's never been created before. It's such a leap of faith and it's been incredibly rewarding meeting people that come from zero experience and want to be part of this community, want to meet other Israelis, want to meet other Olim Chadashim and make art, which is awesome. Do people come for actual classes, like from nothing to then drawing? It's yeah. not just like a one-night thing where you come, like paint party and stuff. So people we come... Have, yeah, we have also like paint nights, which they come just for that one time. But most of the people that come, um, come for multiple times every week. And that's how we kind of created a community. Um, and I think that that's what's special about it is having that repetition, having people come every week. People say that's their therapy, it's their time off, it's their time to do, be themselves, which is such an extraordinary thing. How do you see the art therapy really helps people? I specifically work with soldiers, um, and I think there's a big stigma in Israel that soldiers have to be very masculine, very macho, you can't talk about your feelings, especially if you went through some trauma. Um, so art is an amazing tool to kind of go through the motions and bring a lot of things to the surface that you might be experiencing. And verbal therapy is amazing, but with art, it's another tool that you can take a step aside and kind of let that work for you. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not artistic in any way. <laughs> um, where do you see your business growing in five years? I would, or even two years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love for it to expand and reach more people. I would love to kind of get the word out and kind of have more experiences in terms of meeting other Olim and helping other Olim the way art really helped me when I came here. It was such a coping mechanism through
throughout being completely in shock. That was a big tool for me to rely on to not feel alone, not feel um, like sort of hopeless in a lot of situations that you feel here. Yeah. Do you reach out to Olim? Do you All do the like time. yeah? All the time. <laughs> We work with Nefesh Benefesh. We work in general like with a lot of Olim Chadashim that come and reach out to us. Um, the other week I just had someone who was literally their first week there and they said, it's the first thing we're doing. I don't know anyone in this country. And I was like, wonderful, you're in the right place. Come in, like have a hot tea and let's talk about what you want to do here creatively and let's talk about what you're going to do here in general. That's such an amazing idea. You should definitely, anyone that, I mean... Anyone that's really into art and artistic and creative, that's such a nice idea to have a place to land here, especially if they're not going to all pan and living there, and to have a place that they are doing what they love, um, that's a really nice idea. I think a big part of it is also the fact that I speak English and I've gone through the motions of coming here and making Aliyah and building a business. I think that really speaks to people. So it's not such a language barrier for people who are still trying to figure out Hebrew. Yeah. And for people who want to meet Israelis, which can be really tough because sometimes Israelis are really clicky. Um, so coming together in that way is really great. Yeah. What has been the best parts and the worst parts of being a business owner in Israel? Um, the best parts have been in terms of thinking about how people are proud of themselves. I think I see extreme pride every week uh, when people finish a painting, when people come in, when people have found jobs through our studio, have found, like, marketed themselves, connected to each other, like, found apartments through our studio, which is amazing. That's like, amazing. Connecting with I really another. like that. Yeah. Um, and just really seeing people value themselves. I think that's a big thing that you don't see every day. People forget where they stand and what they're doing, and it's easy to forget in Israel. Um, and the worst part of the job, I think, is all the bureaucracy. Yeah. Dealing with all the offices, worrying about Nona and municipality tax and all of that is super, super intimidating, super scary. And a lot of it is in Hebrew. So as long as my Hebrew is great, but it's on the fourth grade level is when <laughs> I left. Still? No. I can speak really well, but I totally fake my reading and writing. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I get that. I mean, I can pay my bills online and you know what you're doing. But yeah, reading documents, not so much. Completely. Um, how do you market your business? A lot of Facebook advertising, but we found that the number one marketing we have is word of mouth. Right. One ole tells another ole, tells another ole, um, and that's really how we've had people come. I've had people who've just made Aliyah from South Africa, from England, from Australia, who are like, I've heard about you, and I just got here. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really amazing. But do you feel like you're like, especially for the Olem and the soldiers that you work mm -hmm. with, that you're building a community? Completely. Yeah? Completely. A thousand percent. I think that's the whole point of this. If it was just a one-time thing where I saw people once and never again, and we worked in silence, Yeah, it would be a totally di different atmosphere and I wouldn't be happy to wake up in the morning to do it. What advice would you give to someone who has no idea how to draw or paint or anything, who wants to just come and be creative, do something with their hands? What advice would you give to a beginner? I think drawing and painting is just like a muscle. The very first thing you have to do is just practice and not be scared of making mistakes. There are no mistakes in art. Worst comes to worst, you can always go over it in paint. That's why I tell people, <laughs> like, really, just, just do it. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. What is your definition of success? Success to me, um, in context of Israel especially, 
is being super, super, super scared and doing it anyways. Um, the best advice I've ever received about success is my Abba, my dad, said to me, he said, do the best you can and we'll be proud of you. And I think that's kind of how I look at myself as well. I'm doing the best I can and I'm also proud of myself, which is number one before other people being proud of me. Um, and that's, that's what reads success to me is being so nervous and so timid and so scared and very vulnerable by yourself yeah. and doing it anyways and trying. And worse comes to worse, you fail and you learn from it and you try another tactic. I agree. I like that. And also to remember to be proud. Like I've had a few women who came on here and when I asked them the same question or what are you most grateful for, which is the next question, it's like they take a step back and they're like, oh, I've never thought of that. And it's nice that you like keep reminding yourself what you are proud of yourself Completely. for because everyone generally forgets. You have to be proud of your achievements. You have to think about the journey you've come because everyone, especially if you're an Ola Chadasha or a Lechodash, you have to think of all the little steps that got you there. Yeah, I agree. What has been your biggest successes since Meki Aliyah? My, my biggest success, I think, would have to be um, now when we opened up the new studio and seeing it filled for the first time. And I wasn't sure it was going to work. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it happen. And just actually this past week has been like such a big breath of air being like, I'm doing this and I can do this, and I was so nervous about it, and it's happening. Yeah. How did you get involved with Natasha? Um, I think we found each other through networking and just mutual. And she funding. already had a studio and knew. Yeah, she's also an Ola Khadasha from South Africa, actually. Oh. And she had um, a studio, a Aviv art studio, and it was much smaller in a different location. And we kind of joined forces and made it what it is yeah. today that's amazing so what is one thing you're most grateful for the number one thing i'm most grateful for here in israel or um in life in life yeah wow okay <laughs> um i think besides saying family which is the obvious i think is um the support of my friends other olim who also are really really scared Nobody knows what they're doing, and they're doing it anyways. And I think having that person you can call really, really late at night and complain and cry and be nervous and scared too, and they don't judge you, and they're there for you, um, is so gratifying, and I'm so thankful for that. What is one thing you've learned about yourself, or not one thing, something you've learned about yourself since making Aliyah? One thing is how much I whine. <laughs> I whine a lot. I get, I complain a lot. I get nervous. I have the worst possible scenarios in my head. Um, and then I take a step back and I do it anyways. Okay. Yeah, but I whine a lot. That's what I've learned, <laughs> that it's part of the process. And if I think of Israelis, that's also one thing that brings a lot of people together is, is that complaining. <laughs> that's true. So I feel very Israeli in that respect. What are you doing when you're not working or painting? Um, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Ooh, good one. Um, I love working out, actually. I've been doing it a lot, and especially running in the park, around the Tayelet and the beach. I think it's really, really amazing. In this beautiful weather it's we're such having. such gorgeous weather <laughs> with the rain. Um, but that's what keeps me sane, really, because you're um, in the studio, you're creating all day, and you're being very emotionally connected and mentally connected and stimulated 
but your body also needs a workout. Yeah, part for of sure. It. And it's also good for your mind as well. For sure. Um, did anyone give you any advice before moving here? How were your parents about you moving back? Oh, wow. They hated every second. <laughs> <laughs> they were the least supportive um, in the beginning. Um, they really wanted me to stay in the States. I was starting my art career there. Um, I could have been making a lot more money. I could have been in a totally different place. Um, and they were against me going to the army. They said, you're going to be the oldest one. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a waste of your time. It's going to not phase out to what you want, stay in America, um, and figure out your career. And yeah, I just, I'm so glad I didn't listen to them. <laughs> Listen, there is, I mean, in the next two questions, we'll speak about it. But like, there is always that, I wonder what would have happened. And it's always a bit more financially biased in terms of like, you know, that you'd make way more money in America, as I would in England. But, you know, you made a decision and you're kind of here. So for the final two questions, um, I'm sure during the times of hardships when you were in the army or after and opening the business that you often thought about what life would have been like if you'd stayed in America. And um, also, if have you ever wondered about going back and how your parallel life could have continued if you'd never made Aliyah? I think there's always a what if, like you said. What if I didn't come here? But what I've realized is my what if would have been a lot bigger if I was there. Obviously, I would be more financially secure. Obviously, I would have a nicer apartment. I wouldn't maybe have to live with roommates. I would be able to breathe a little more financially. Um, but I think being there when I visit also kind of um, makes it very concrete for me that this is my life here. Um, and for now, this is where I want to stay and grow old and raise a family and continue with my studio and what I'm doing and make connections here. So for the final question, as great as Israel is, and it is for now good for you, um, it isn't always perfect, and there's definitely things that are lacking. So if you were to build a city from scratch, what would be the first building, the first law, and the people you'd bring with you? Wow. In this amazing new place? Yes. Um, I think the first law would be something that I abide by now is do something nice for somebody else once a day. So once a day I've been doing um, something, even if it's something small, meaning picking up a piece of trash. Um, I do this every other week where I have lunch with someone who is homeless and it's really important, those little things. And if everyone did just one thing, it would make such a difference. Um, the first building I would build in this place would be um, I think a school that would be heavily relying on art and other therapies and music and modalities. And I think there isn't enough of that in general here. <laughs> Needs to definitely be more. And the people I would bring with me um, would be artists and dreamers and people that want to see change, who aren't happy settled here, who want to keep pressing on. and. I think there are a lot of amazing people out there that are doing it, especially women here that are a lot chadashot, um, as in your podcast in general. But I think we can always do more. For sure. That is definitely the reason for this, for to show everyone that people are doing amazing things, but there's always room for everyone else to make things better. So this is your time to shill for you to pimp yourself out. Where can everybody find you? The art studio, all the websites, the Instagram, the social, everything. 
<laughs> Amazing. So our studio is on Fulg 42, and it can be found on Facebook, Instagram, at Tel Aviv Art Studio in English, or www.telavivartstudio.com. And you can kind of see everyone making art there and what we're all about. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Only Ways Up podcast. And thank you again to my guest today. I would love to hear from you, my listeners. What inspired you from this episode? What did you like and what would you like to hear more about? You can tweet us at Only Way Is Up Pod. You can comment on one of the posts on the Instagram page at Only Ways Up Podcast, or you can send us an email to onlywaysuppodcast at gmail.com. Your feedback is really important. Please, if you haven't done so already, and it should only take a minute, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This will help to continue the success and bring you more content. If you loved the episode today, why not share it on your Instagram stories? You can take a picture, tag a friend, and we can increase the amount of listeners. Thank you again, and remember, the only way is up. <laughs>